2: Hello and welcome to the Runners World podcast with me, Rick Pearson.
1: And me, Ben Hobson.
2: Today we're joined by esteemed editor-in-chief of Runners World, Andy Dixon.
1: Welcome to the podcast. Thanks very much. Thanks for
2: having me on. Pleasure. And now, ultra runner. Actually, he was one anyway, but let's... 50-mile. 50-mile ultra runner. And maybe that's where where ultra running truly
1: (laughs) begins. Well, I wouldn't say that. You said that. Um, But yes, I've brought the 50-mile mark few weeks ago um and that's what i'm here to talk about this morning lessons learned lessons yes. learned in the 50.
2: yeah did we
3: ever do this with your 100 did we ever give you the grace to, to yeah. let you talk about I, the I result on for about a month i think it was true, almost it's almost like
2: true. a sort of concept month <laughs> mostly around sort of fear and regret and, and then it toilet was like breaks. oh my god i actually did it um can we talk before we go into the it's five lessons
1: well, an indeterminate number. There's probably about fi- five or six. Okay, five or yeah. six.
3: Five or six things you learned about doing your first 50 mile ultra race. Yes. Yeah.
2: Brilliant. Yeah. Um, Good stuff. What about motivation, though? Why did you want to do it to start off with?
1: Well, it was because I, basically, because I turned 50. So, being a kind of very simplistic kind of se- celebration, commiseration of the fact that <laughs> I. thought you are going
3: to say a very simplistic man. I I am <laughs> a simplistic
1: <laughs> man. Um, I wanted to mark that half-century milestone uh, with some miles. I mean, other people, you know, get a tattoo or uh, a sports car. I thought I'd really punish myself and do a 50-mile a run. So um, that's what I did. I, I mean, I started <clears throat> thinking about it early in the year. Uh, and then it was a case of trying to find the ultra that was right, that could kind of fit into my schedule because I was also doing marathons and mountain marathon early in the summer. And um, once I'd done that, it was all about starting the training and starting the worrying <laughs> <laughs> yeah. as it happens. Um, but yeah, it all it all turned out well in the end. Oh, well, that's I'm, good. I'm not yeah. spoiling the ending. Yeah, yeah. By Still here, he's alive. Yeah, yeah, I came through it all right. But Would you say I,
3: that's tip number one? Don't worry too much.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I mean, I think, it, th- I haven't written this down, but I mean, you spend, I, I spent a lot of time planning and plotting which ultra is going to be best? What time of year? You know, what's the kind of elevation profile? What's nutrition going to be like? And I spent a lot of time planning all that, and I think that led me. I mean, you need to do that, yeah. you know, because it's not just like a five k where you just like right, yeah, I can just bash that out on no training. You have to prepare. But I think when it came to the actual race itself, I'd done so much planning and thought and quite a, a lot of anxiety as well you know i think um you know they say that you, you should have goals that scare you a little and excite you a lot and this did scare me you know the i i never took it for granted you know i did the london marathon a few weeks before it and while I, I did train for that, cause I know what marathons require. It was, you know, this was like my, that was my 23rd marathon. So it was like, yeah, I know what how what You're what gonna to finish expect. aren't you, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I know it'll get tiring towards the end. I know it's all about the long runs, whereas the 50 mile ultra was a, a voyage into the unknown. It was like, well, I, I really don't know whether I'm gonna finish this because um, the training runs that I was doing, I was I was bonking. Horribly, and and this is where where actually Rick helped me because I realized that I think because I was coming off marathon training into ultra training, I was carrying that marathon training mentality, which is you start a long run and you're aiming for a a set pace and you're not really meant to stop ideally. Um, And it was only when I realized with Rick's advice that actually ultra, S- certainly the ultra race itself, but ultra training runs, it just got to be slower and you got to walk in them. Um, so my last two big training runs, I just took days. I mean, that was a bit of a challenge. I took days off work and just treated them as a kind of all day run hike, yeah. you know, for four, five, five and a half hours. Obviously had food and water um, and just made a, <laughs> made a kind of strange day out of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it was, that, that was the kind of new mindset for, for ultra running. It was, you know, in, in the actual race itself, um, you know, setting off, uh, you know, 11 minute miling, obviously, you know, the, the kind of thing that everyone kind of says about ultra running is you, you walk the inclines yeah. from, from the start, not just when you get tired. And I think that's all really solid advice, um, which really helped me on the day to get to get through. Um, but yeah, I I think the nutrition part of things was a big, a big, not a worry. It just required a lot of thought, um, trial and error. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I worked out that I could eat bagels on the move and not have problems with them. Um, but in the end, uh, the, the, the ultra that I Chores had is was like three laps, three and a half laps around a kind of reservoir near Sheffield, Lady Bower. Um, and I was worried that it would be a bit repetitive, but in the end, it was perfect because it meant that it, each 15 mile lap and plus one five mile lap, there was a inbuilt kind of stop at each one where you could get back to the car, open up the boot, get food, n- new food, refill the kind of bladder. Um, not, not my bladder, the water <laughs> bladder. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> <Declare> <laughs> Empty one bladder, fill up another yes. bladder. Yeah, right. um, and it really brought the race down into chunks that made it manageable. In the end, I packed far too much food, but it's obviously best to have too much than too little. In the end, all I took on, on the ra- the run itself was gels every 25 minute a gel every 25 minutes, uh, which I set a timer in my watch for, which really helped. Yeah. Um, and there's twenty-five minutes just flashed by. It was like I'd finish one gel, and it'd be like, right, take another. Yeah. But you, you, you need the, you know, you need to be that disciplined because I think if you just start getting tired and forgetting about it, yeah. that's when your levels drop and you start to get yeah. tired, and it's hard to pull it back after you've. Um, yeah. Once you get in a hole. Yeah. yeah.
2: Definitely. I feel like that's two lessons there, Andy, isn't there? There's, there's like. There's quite a few in there. Sorry, like I kind of rambled on. There's there's, there's, there's sort of tr- there's training and maybe refoaming training. In, in ultra term so like walking spine. mindset a mindset a reframing mindset and then the importance of nutrition being um disciplined with your nutrition on a day even i think that's particularly true like you say at the start because you're like i'm not hungry i can run for 10 or 15 miles without any, any fuel and then it's like actually but then if you have to run 30 or 40 miles after that yeah. that's when it's a, an issue yeah 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 yeah
1: um so it was uh, a lot of a lot of prep um the mindset thing, I think, was was really useful to kind of click into that because um, it's like I said, it's different to to normal training and running marathons or or shorter races because it's not really. I mean, what I found liberating during the race is that for well, it's not for everyone. I mean, the the, the front runners might feel different, but I didn't have any real time goal. It was just about finishing, yeah. so it's it's kind of liberating because yeah. you're not you're not feeling like from the get-go god am I on pace what am I doing what was that first mile split my first mile split as I said was like 11 and a half minutes um and my overall pace for the 50 miles was like 11 so it was kind of slower than average so it's really nice to ease you, ease yourself into a race rather than be stressed from the yeah, start yeah, yeah. um and and you know just that sense of uh, w- with the other runners as well well the, the one thing I should say is that um the race that I chose was quite quite a, a small race and because it was a lap course there was 20 a 20 mile race and a 35 mile race on the same morning but those so everyone's kind of milling about the kind of car the car park and the marquee and I'm like yeah this is quite buzzy and then they sat they, they set off the the 20 and 35 mile races half an hour before the 50 mile race. Oh right, yeah. so you're left. And, you're then, then, and the, then the car park like, <laughs> There's literally no one left <laughs> apart from ten of us. And I was like, top ten right. finish. So literally yeah, guaranteed. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So in the end, I, I actually so I finished fourth. Um, oh managed to get a uh, i won a bottle of wine because i was the first uh, and i quote first oldie (laughs) Uh, which seems an appropriate way to celebrate turning 50 to actually win a win an age age group prize so i won a (laughs) bottle of wine um but uh, you know between the 10 of us you you obviously uh, because it was kind of um, a lap course and you were running up and down you kept bumping in not bumping into each other you didn't really stop but you kept seeing your other 50 mile races and it it really felt like we weren't competing with each other we were all competing against the distance and you know there's a real sense of spirit and camaraderie and you're all kind of kind of fighting towards that same goal rather than it being a, a race where you're you're kind of trying to chasing beat people down yeah, yeah that person
3: in front that you have keep an eye on for that half marathon when you're like going to catch that person it's yeah. not it's absolutely not um, the
1: case so that was you know that was a lovely part of it and it was you know it was a, just a, a really nice um nice experience the race it, it, itself um i think the other the other thing i discovered was the, the it, particularly in training not so much on the the day itself was just the value of um podcasts like this one didn't listen to a single one of this though um and audio books as well because i I, I found that they rather than music i I trained to music um on long runs previous to this but i for the really long training runs i just got into like audio books and i just found that it really distracting yourself in a a narrative and a story that's going on in your ears was really helpful come Um, on who did
3: you go for i know this well, a lot of partridge the, wasn't there
1: there was a part there was a partridge from the Ost house season two that was on the, the the day itself just to make me um to make me laugh yeah. which it, it always does um it, it, without fail but during training i was listening to the um, elton john oh. audio book me which was oh, r- which is yeah. great which i'd highly recommend as well because it's really funny and honest i'm not that much of an elton john fan i should say but i just his story is amazing and it's yeah. brilliantly read by Tara and Edgerton so um a little a little tip there but yeah so that and also j- during the race itself just those little kind of distracting pleasures uh, really take on a, a monumental difference like I think at 35 miles which is the last rest stop so I was getting ready for the last lap I just put on a um a dry cap <laughs> oh, what a treat. Uh, you know, I didn't yeah. want to, I mean, I had a change of clothes as well, and I was kind of, it had been drizzling, so I was kind of wet, but it didn't bother me that much, but just taking off a cap, putting a dry one on, just was like, oh, that's really nice. I I've got a dry of, head I again. <laughs>
2: other, other tactics are a new pair of socks. Socks has got to be a real... Somebody brush their teeth. Oh, that's not. Oh, after all that, all that kind sort of waking of you up. Sh- a sticky, of, yeah. sugary, gel mouth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anything to sort of feel like you're starting again or sometimes reinvigorating yourself. Surprising, some of the stuff. But um, yeah, were, were there any real low moments? Any times where you were like, you know what, there's, this is actually. I don't think I'm going to do it? Or
1: A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend.
0: Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
1: Not on the the day itself. I think because of the because of the lapse thing. Um, I, I think probably the, the toughest period was probably um, probably between uh, thirty and forty miles. Yeah um not and i didn't not in a really acute dark way just to kind of like right i've already been running for 30 miles i've still got 20 to go yeah. um which is like a long tra normally in in the olden days of marathon training 20 mile long run you think oh my god yeah. this is a tough but um but i just rode it rode it out listen yeah. to a bit of partridge um to distract myself i also was uh, i mean it obviously didn't really fool me but i kept pretending that it was a 100 miler yeah so i was like well you know i'm at mile 30 in in the 50 miler in a 100 miler this would be mile 80 and that's like you you, you, you really there, are you're on the you're on you're the, you're it, on yeah, the yeah. final yeah. you're on the final straight here yeah and just trying to fool myself like that with a few little mental tricks i really helped. like that
2: i remember the one we did before so we did the uh country to capital wasn't it which is 42 miles but I'm pretty sure it's the same canal that that the grand it's the Grand Union Canal, isn't it? Which is also 145, 135 mile race. And I was like, imagine those people got to like just outside Paddington, they had 10 miles to go, hmm. they'd have made it, you know. And that's like, yeah. whereas like, oh, we've run for 30 miles, it's like, okay, and that feels big in the context of today. But there are people here who like looked at it in a different context. This is this is like a lap of honour. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's useful that stuff.
3: You did. Um, I remember speaking to you after your 30 mile training run. And you were very much like, I don't know how I'm going to do 20 more after that. Yeah. And that was probably like a pace thing, but also just, it was interesting you say that the hard bit wasn't really in the race, it was in the build-up. Yeah. And kind of getting over those like distance barriers in your head.
1: Yeah, it was, absolutely. And I, and I think when I look back, again, this was where where Rick helped, you know, that, that 30 mile, which was my last long training run, I was, you know, my first few miles were, like nine minute miling which is just too fast yeah. basically so when it got into the the later miles I was just slowing down massively um and I just thought god yeah if I'm doing that on a 30 mile run yeah. like like you say how are you going to do the next 20 yeah. um so it was just a case of really slowing down the the, a- the average pace and uh, <laughs> running much slower than you think you need to you because you know you're you're you can run faster and your body's kind of telling you to run faster because you 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 kind of grooved into natu- your natural running pace is is faster than that yeah. so it, it it feels unnatural to run that slow but yeah. i think um just slowing down um w- walking the the inclines and the hills also the 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 first la- the, the the short lap was at the start of this race so yeah. there's a there's a little break after 5 miles wow. so that was just a good way to 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 check it um, I mean I remember you mentioned the country to capital, that's what I think helped us on, on that run was the fact that the first was it twenty three miles were all self navigated. So Yeah, to concentrate on something yeah, else. Yeah, you had you, yeah. to re- you had to stop uh and check that you were on a route and check your map and there was lots of styles, wasn't there, that you had to kinda of get over. So they, those kind of inbuilt kind of inbuilt kind of literal hurdles just to, yeah. to that prevent you from going off too fast. Yeah. I think really, really helped. So I totally um,
2: agree. I think, like, um, if someone said, oh, it's my first 50 or whatever, I'd say, like, pick somewhere that is changing and has hills and has some undulation. Otherwise, like, you're left with the canal, which I think mentally, if you're like, it's all flat. It's the only reason to, to slow down or walk is um, it can feel like a bit of defeat, which I know it shouldn't. It doesn't change. I mean, I think prob- those 24-hour track races, I think they're probably the biggest or the toughest ones to do because it's like nothing's going to change here. There's no, like the land isn't helping me out here or anything like that. And yeah, I think sometimes to try and avoid hills and these things isn't, is to sort of miss the bigger point actually.
1: Totally. Uh, And and I think, you know, again, uh, the route that, or the race that I did had, had undulations and elevation. I wouldn't say any kind of real steep hills, but it just kept, it was like rolling terrain, which just kept, um, kept things different yeah exactly you yeah, know and, yeah. and obviously i was walking the kind of the the steeper inclines so it's i would actually definitely for, for my next one if there is a next one yeah. de- i would definitely pick a i think that was um, a definite sign up straight away wasn't a, it? <laughs> <laughs> pick a, a hilly a hilly route because it, it, it's counterintuitive but i think it makes it easier because it just breaks it down yeah. um you know I, uh, my respect goes out to people that that run 24 hour track races because i just find that (laughs) mind-boggling yeah
2: agreed agreed um we've talked about finding your why
1: on here before did you have
2: a a a kind of a big motivation for doing it because i'd imagine that is helpful isn't it if you're like i really want to do this because did you have that and did you kind of lean on that in the
1: race at all yeah, I mean I guess it was just to to prove to myself that I've still still, <laughs> still got, still still got, got, it. got <laughs> it. You know, <laughs> at 50 um yeah, it was just to kind of it was just a new thing, you know. I've been running for for 15 years now and it's uh it's hard increasingly hard to find new new experiences. Like I said I've I've run lots of marathons. I always enjoy doing London because it's my home city marathon and the crowds are amazing but it's it was just finding a a new thing to do and uh, as i've said all of the kind of the new challenges uh, of planning and nutrition um it was just to prove to myself that i could try something new like like i said a goal that scared me slightly um do the planning follow it through and 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 achieve so um you know i'm still really pleased to have got it done and I, i you know rick's been kind of joshing me that the next step will be a 100 miler um and you know I, w- I wouldn't rule it out i don't think yeah. it's going to be ne- i don't think it's going to be next year yeah. i think i need time to to make it up to the to my wife <laughs> my daughter, <laughs> the amount of time that i spent either off running or um, talking or it. talking about it or worrying about it or just lying on the couch kind of mourning about my aching quads yeah. Um, they need a bit of recovery time as well, I'm sure. It's funny, isn't
2: it? I think sometimes like just having the, uh, not like the audacity, but maybe like the bravery to sign up to these events is actually, t- that's p- some of the hardest bit about it when you're like, you know what, I'm going to just back myself actually to finish it's it. It's
3: much easier not to do it. Yeah. For all the reasons that we'd like, the opposites of all we've just said, like you don't have the time, oh, I haven't got time, I haven't yeah. got the energy, I haven't got the means. Maybe even like the belief the, as well. Belief, well. like it's... Yeah. So it's definitely a roll of the dice, even if you have done 23 f- marathons or however many, you know, you, you, that's a huge bank of experience and knowledge on running and you've been running 15 years and, you know, it's your job as well. And you kind of, you just simulate all this sort of information and assume that it'd be dead cert that you could, but it's, you don't know, do you? You just, you haven't, until you've done it, you've absolutely got no way of gauging if you can do it or not.
1: Yeah, I would I would agree that, you know, there's times before I, I kind of ac- actually entered where I was just like, oh, it's just going to be a lot of time and a lot of effort and there's this part of you that just thinks it's just be easier not to do it but I'm glad I did and and um so that's what I would say to people if they're considering it um just just sign up and then obviously then you need to prepare for it but just sign up and and get that done and then it then it'll help focus your mind and motivate you um and also don't have any uh, preconceptions about who else will be in the race because I don't think I don't think there is a, a, an archetypal ultra runner. I think that, yeah. that certainly the 10 people who were in my race were, were just, I mean, I didn't get to know them that well, but they just were like normal people, yeah. um, men, women, uh, all these like me, younger people. And, and so I don't feel like there's a kind of, uh, you know, there's a certain requirement of what an ultra runner looks like. It's, 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 so varied it's it's you basically it's yeah. anyone who wants to be did
3: you have any like worries about just being the last last person on course were you worried about being like, <laughs> in the dark you know, yeah did you like think oh you know I've never done this before am I just going to be dropped by like as you say like a group of pre- pre- lean little yeah. mountain or whippets <laughs>
1: Uh, well, I did when when the other two races cleared off, and I saw there was only ten people yeah. <laughs> left. Uh, but it, honestly, finishing last wouldn't have bothered me because my goal was just to finish. Yeah. Uh, result, the result of where I finished was unimportant. Yes, it was nice to get a bottle of wine at the end. Yeah, of course. Um, it wouldn't have, have bothered me. Uh, it was all it was all about the finishing. But um, yeah. Well, that was, I mean, that was the other thing that you mentioned. The only, the only other, well, the new experience was, was running in the dark as well. Right. Okay. That, yeah, um, yeah. That was uh, not as bad as I'd feared. I expected it to be like, before the run, I thought, God, it's going to be, I'm going to be absolutely knackered. It's going to be getting dark. Mm. It's just going to be horrible. And, and it wasn't that bad. It was just, I actually found it novel, mm. a novel experience. It was like, right, let's, here's a new added layer of challenge but let's get this done yeah um the only kind of weird bit was I had my I had a cap on and had my head torch above the brim of the cap so when it was shut it was kind of casting a shadow beneath like on the ground and and that's the closest I came to hallucinating right. where it was yeah. like I, almost, I was almost like a fighter pilot with this kind of very heads up display on the ground. So I, I was like, oh, I don't like that. So I just took the cap off. No, I actually turned it backwards. Right. So I ended up finishing the race looking like some kind of American kid <laughs> uh, with a head torch on. Love it. Um, I like Andy Roddick has just <laughs> completed. <here. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, but yeah, good. It was good. Brilliant stuff.
2: Andy, thanks for coming on the Runners World Podcast, telling us more about the 50 mile race. And we look forward to having you back, what, 18 months and then the 100 miler? Yes, uh, right. more lessons okay. incoming. Excellent. We'll sign you up today. You two have done them now.
3: Oh, There's over an overarching
2: pressure on me to perform. Someone's got to do that track race, of 24 hours. No, one. no, absolutely not. <laughs> no, 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 no. So that brings us to the end of this week's Runners World well podcast. A huge thanks to our guest, Andy Dixon, and to you, of course, for listening. If you're searching for the ultimate last-minute Christmas gift, a subscription
3: to Runners World well magazine is the way to do it. Head to the internet, Google Runners World well UK subscription, find the correct website, subscribe. Congratulations, you've made everyone happy. If you'd like to continue making everyone happy, please subscribe to this podcast. Click the little button, subscribe. You've done it. Congratulations. Merry Christmas. Hear from us soon. Bye-bye
1: small details are big surfaces
2: tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right because rustoleum's new custom spray five-in-one gives you control with five different spray patterns so you can tackle nooks crannies edges and curves without worrying about drips runs uneven coverage or anything else